0: What is up, soccer players? Welcome to another episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host Andy. What my man, man Sebastian. Sebastian, how you been, man?
1: Chilling, ready for another pod today. Um, how have you been doing,
0: Andy? How's life? Uh, doing good, man. Uh, like I was just telling you before, I am moving again. Uh, another one for <laughs> yeah for for those of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while. Um this is move number one, two, three, four, five it's enough six, that you might lose count. Seven. I feel like LeBron when he you know, when he, when he was in Miami, he was like, not one, not two, you know, trying to do the whole MJ thing. But this is the last one for a while. So um yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for this weekend, you know, finally moving all my stuff for the most part. And, yeah, man, go off from there. How about you? Um, life is good.
1: Pretty settled. Um, excited to have a little four-day weekend right now. So, mm-hmm. hanging out. Going to do a little reading this weekend. Obviously going to be watching some soccer. We got Arsenal Man U coming up this weekend. So, got to see how that one goes.
0: Hopefully you're set up by that time. Oh, yes. that That is my deadline of... <laughs> I will be ready by then. Perfect. So uh, the TV's already there, the internet's already there. Are um, the you the, need? Uh, That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The only thing I don't have right now is my TV leg stands aren't in. Um, mm-hmm. Those are here at my parents' house. So that is literally the only thing that's going to be on my mind when I'm going there on Sundays because I got to get those legs set up to sit on the floor and watch the game. You know. And that's right. All right, but uh, today, today, very interesting episode. Today is a, a episode that came directly from one of our listeners. Um, and we really like that you guys send in ideas. And if you guys do have an idea, be sure to send it in and uh, we'll be able to, to, uh, to get it recorded. And today's episode is about how to stay healthy um, and at your physical best for a preseason or uh, I guess at any point of season – a tournament, and it just so happens that right now we are in preseason, so we might tailor it a little bit to that. Um, but yeah, let's let's start it off, Sebastian. What's our what's our first tip for for players to stay healthy? Man, so I
1: think uh, first first thing that comes to mind when I'm thinking of a soccer player maybe being out there for three four games in a day, Saturday and a Sunday is gotta stay hydrated. You have to start that hydration process early in the week, make sure you're hydrated throughout. Cause if you show, if you show up and you're already dehydrated on day one and you're trying to like play catch up, it, it's not gonna work. Uh, stay hydrated so you can keep track of, or so you can avoid having any of that cramping sensation that we see at the end of the games. Um, bring, make sure you're not just bringing water, you need to replenish your electrolytes. So even though I'm not saying you should be drinking Gatorade during the week, if you're not exercising like things like Gatorade, um, anything that can kind of increase your ability to stay out on the field for longer will help.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. It's, it's so important. And the hydration process that that starts days before, right? Like if you're, if you have a tournament on, let's say it's starting on Friday, you really need to start properly hydrating on like Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, which sounds excessive, but it's almost like watering a plant, right? If, you know, you can't flood the plant when the dirt is dry and hope that the plant will be okay. You need to slowly nurture it and give us some water throughout the week. So mm-hmm. that way when the neat weekend comes, the flower can bloom. So um, yeah. yeah, so make sure you're staying hydrated throughout the entire week. And to go with that, um, you have to, you know, stay, stay nurtured throughout the entire weekend. Um, you're gonna have to bring snacks, you're gonna have to pack some meals, you're gonna have to think about what you're going to eat because most of the time, you know, you're either eating a good meal before the game and then eating whatever you want after, or you're having a small meal before and you're eating whatever you want after. But in this case, after the match, you really have to think and be smart of what am I going to put in my body so that way, one, I get the proper fuel, but two, it's not going to bog me down for the next game. what are what are some ideas like? What what foods do you think that some players might be able to to eat during a tournament that'll accomplish those goals? Yes, yeah, so I think
1: a lot depends on like how often you have games too. Right, if you have if you have like a thirty minute break between games, there's not much time to be eating a whole lot of anything that's going to sit heavy in your stomach. But mm-hmm. if you have a couple hours, maybe two, maybe even three hours in between a game, I would say definitely bring something like a sandwich. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't add too much mayo or anything like that to a sandwich because um, you don't really want that holding you down, your body burning all those, your body trying to process that while you're playing the next game. But a sandwich is helpful. I always recommend um, any of like the the bars that we can get, like Nature Valley bars are good to have. Um, even, even little fruit gummies, um, just quick calories, especially if you're going to have a shorter break in between games, have a little fruit snack um, before maybe 30 minutes before the game or before you start warming up so that you can have a little time to process, but you have enough like sugar for your for your body and enough carbs for your body to go through when you're actually in there playing and obviously just like natural foods helps too right like so if you can get actual fruit not just like fruit gummies um, actual fruit into your system you're going to hydrate yourself and bring in calories that way too
0: mm. and i i do like the idea of of those smaller snacks in between games or even you know if, if you're playing a match and let's say you know you're only going to play the first half when the second half starts you can eat some snacks as long as your coach and your team is cool with it okay. because that'll just give you some more time to digest it too. Um, Cause you might have a two hour break or something after that, where you can maybe eat a little bit more. Exactly. Now we also, it, this is, this is tough. I was at a tournament actually last weekend and this tip is, is, is tough depending on where you are in the environment, but direct sunlight, like We would ideally like to, when your match is over, go to a cool down area, so to speak, maybe with like a tarp or some fans or some mist blowing or something like that, depending on, again, when the tournament is. Um, Do you have any any tips for players that, let's say, you know, they they maybe don't have access to that? What can they do to try and stay cool? Yeah, man, those could be tough to find sometimes,
1: especially at those tournaments where like half the teams are taking a break and there's obviously it's open space everywhere because that's how you can have a soccer, a bunch of soccer fields there. In the ideal world, your team or someone on your team brings some kind of tarp. It doesn't have to be big, but something just to cover you guys and literally just to have some shade. You don't even need to be sitting in it, just not being in the sun. Cause it can, it can just be exhausting after a while having the sun hitting you that much. And then the changes in temperature between being in the sunlight and being in the shade is dramatic. A lot of the times, um, I've seen soccer players in the past, like they bring like some almost like a beach umbrella with them, just mm-hmm. to have some kind of shade and just to even like sit down and have that next to them, so they can at least cover their face, cover their head. Um, at the end of the day, you also you do want to avoid getting a bunch of sunburns, like for, for future life reasons, because um, you don't want to have that much um, like sunlight radiation hitting your body. But that that's not going to be your primary concern during a weekend. So also scouting out the area as soon as you get there with your team being like, okay, we, we walked in here with these, there's these five spots that have shade. So anytime we get a break, we're going to try to find one of those five five spots to get, get away from the sunlight. At the end of the day, you have to be dependent on the environment around you. But as I mentioned, if you can bring either a tarp an umbrella or just anything that can cover you, even, honestly, even like some, like a hat to at least cover your face and your head while
0: you're taking mm-hmm. a break in between games can help. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, if you're in a, if you're in an area where you have maybe some shops around you or like a shopping mall or anything like that, and you have a two, three hour break, like you can get out of there, right? Like go to someplace that has like crazy good AC where you can recharge. Maybe you're off the field for a little bit. Um, the stress comes down a little bit that yeah. that's also good as well. Um, what other tips do we have? Like, I, I know you had some other ideas here. Yeah, so
1: another thing that I would, um, maybe not a recommendation, but something to think about is knowing how many games you're going to have that day and, like, how many minutes you're expecting to play. That's going to definitely dictate almost, like, how much energy you want to expend while you're out there playing, right? If if you're on one of the teams that is likely to advance deeper into the tournament, do you really, and and if you guys are maybe going against some, quote-unquote, easier teams earlier on in the group stage, for example, like... Do you need to be going all out? Do you need to be sprinting every single play? Um, obviously, you still want to like play as well as you can, but in a way, you kind of have to conserve some energy for the later games, and, that, and that's tough to say. Like knowing that I've coached players, and like my least favorite thing is to see players like clearly not running because they want to save themselves for later in the game. But if you're if you're going to be playing five six games in the weekend, at at some point you need to save some of that energy. So hopefully coaches are able to kind of rotate you in and out. Mm-hmm. And then I know you you had mentioned something about socks. So where
0: were you headed with that? Oh yes, I mean if if it's a preseason tournament, which at this point of year probably is, um, you're gonna probably you're gonna want to bring more than one pair of socks. Um, And I know players these days, there were like three, four different layers, but Mm -hmm. you're going to want clean socks to change during the day because the last thing you want during a tournament weekend is a nasty blister. And it is is so important to keep your feet clean, to keep your socks washed. And if that means bringing two, three pairs on a tournament weekend, that's totally okay because you're going to be playing in two, three games. So one pair per game. And... If you're sweating in socks at 8 a.m., you probably shouldn't be wearing them at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. And if you get blisters, you you pretty much know who you are at this point. Um, try and make a smart decision to help maybe avoid them or maybe reduce the severity of the blisters that you inevitably will get. Yeah, man, you
1: gotta bring your gotta bring your Crocs, your slides, whatever, so you can take your socks off in between. In between games, you either let them air out, but also you, you, you don't want to be having those shoes on all day long. Yep, yep. Um, and we've talked- that goes for all
0: the game day drip, too. Yeah, right? You got the wrist tape, <laughs> you got the headbands. Bring enough, man. You got to stay fresh the whole day. Exactly, exactly. We, we talked a lot about, so
1: far we've talked a lot about what we would do if it's like a hot kind of summer tournament. Any big differences that you think would go into if it's more of like a maybe fall, spring tournament, but it's rainy, and it's just kind of depressing out, but all your stuff can get wet and your, your jersey's just wet the whole time. What are you, what are you thinking in that case? That sucks. <laughs> First of all, sorry. <laughs> <It's> so <miserable. laughs> that it's would It's fun be once you're actually on the field, but like it, it would suck being a bench player doing those jerseys yeah. you're just kind of sitting in the rain.
0: <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. First, you're going to, if it's raining, you're going to need more socks. You're going to need more gear. And you're, you're almost going to have to get out of there between games, um, going somewhere else to just sit and relax. Or if you, you go have sit in carts, your car, just go sit in your car, like, or cars. Yeah. 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 Um, so important because I mean, we can't dictate the weather, right? So mm-hmm. if it's raining, we're still out there yeah. and yeah, life sucks sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that might be the best tip, but it's one of the only ones you're going to get. I think you got anything.
1: I think nutrition-wise, a lot of that stuff stays the same. You need to bring snacks, stay hydrated still. Um, And it kind of brings back to the importance of either bringing an umbrella or hopefully your team has a tarp so, like, at least if you're, like, off the field, you can not be in the rain the whole time. Um, And then maybe maybe you don't have your car close enough you can go to it. At least you guys won't be in the rain in between games, things like that. Um, Mm. Another ideal world, you have more than one jersey. Your team has more than one kit. Um, That way you can maybe – set your jerseys out underneath the tarp in between games so it could dry off and then you wear your different one Mm. Um, again dependent on your team your level and the funding that you guys have but those are little things that can make it a little bit easier and make it a little bit better for you when you're back out on the field so that you're not just wearing the same soggy things all over again yeah
0: yeah now let's say you know day one of the tournament goes by your team is undefeated you're feeling pretty good what, what are your strategies in between games, right? Let's say, or between days, let's say it's a three-day tournament. What are you doing that night or that evening after the first day and then after the second day? Mm-hmm. So
1: a couple of different things I've, I've seen done and implemented is if, if we're at a hotel that happens to have gym access, I try to rotate the players through and be like, you know what, just 10 to 15 minutes on the bike, low tempo, just to kind of get some blood flow going to the legs without high intensity, just to not let too much of like a significant soreness kick in. This is low intensity. This is not going in there trying to break your record for how how many calories you can burn. It's just to get blood flow to the legs. Um, another thing, we talk about sleep. I've been to tournaments where I go and it's with my friends and we stay up, to, stay up till 2 a.m. and get back up at 6 and then you get out on the field and you're like, oh my God, like I can't do anything. So at the end of the day, people will do what they're going to do, but talking about getting appropriate amounts of sleep so their body can recover. At least eight hours, making sure we're having a good meal that night. We're going to try to avoid more of like those greasy foods while we're there, but still replenishing calories via healthy foods, um, whether at a restaurant or food that you bring. Um, Mm -hmm. and then players always ask me about ice baths the night of
0: what are your thoughts on them man my thoughts on it are if you want it and you're doing everything else and we have the ice i'm okay with it you know it's it's totally cool with me and i mean sometimes we forget about how hard players work during games And like, honestly, as PT strength coaches, even soccer coaches, it is rare for us ourselves to put ourselves through what we make our players go through. And after doing that for two, three games in a day, sometimes you just want something like sometimes, you know, I'm driving home from work and I want to stop and get a sandwich from a certain stop or I wake up in the morning, I want coffee, I want a bagel. Well, our players, after they play, they want an ice bath, and it makes them feel better. It makes them feel more relaxed. And although it's not doing much physically, mentally, they think it's helping. And if that's what they, quote unquote, want after a full day, and you're asking them to go again the next day, yeah, I say give it to them. You know, I don't see why not. I'm with you on that. As long as we're doing all the other little
1: things, honestly, even if they're not doing the little things, like, bro, if you want it, like, it's not going to hurt you. Like, it's, it, it's literally not going to hurt you, so go for it. And if you, if it's going to make you feel better to play tomorrow, by all means, please do. Um, yeah. we, we see so many posts on social media from all these top, top teams that do every little thing. And we see like, I, what was it this week? Like Hulk in his little like hyperbolic time chamber. Like, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, ice air flowing at him like you see that at some point if you're a soccer player you want some kind of something some kind of cold treatment after games too because you're like well he does it and he's one of the at least like one of the best players or at least was one of the best players so why shouldn't i do it
0: yeah yeah and you know some players like it other players don't and like that's the other thing you don't have to force people to do it like i've seen players forced to do it if you tell me to get an ice bath, I'll slap you in the face. Like, yeah. I'm not going in there. It's so cold. So, exactly. like, it's it's player by player, man. Like, some yeah. people, they want ice. Some people, they want a heat pack. Some people, you know, they just want to go to sleep. Let players do them. Make sure they're doing the basics and then move on. Exactly. Um, let's take a quick break. And right after we come back, we have four tips that are just for coaches So if you're a coach, you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for this. If you're a player, maybe stay tuned and maybe you can give some tips to your coaches, maybe share this episode with them. Um, But we're really excited to bring this to you. So we'll be right back. VTruve is a reliable, affordable, and easy to use velocity based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about Vtruve today. The Soccer Fitness Experience Podcast is an official partner of Concussion Corner Academy a 12-week program designed for the working healthcare professional looking for top-notch educational content in the concussion sector. So if your rehab provider wants to learn more about concussion evaluation and treatment, check out the link in our show notes. All we ask is if you like what you see and want to enroll, use our affiliate link in the description to help support the show. Okay, we are back. We got three, four tips just for coaches. The first one, this, this is a tough one. Because this can change drastically depending on if you have a single game with three to four days in between before the next one, or you have a a, a large tournament weekend. Um, Style of play. Mm -hmm. If you are a team that has a very physical style of play, just be mindful of something like a tournament because if you're relying on things like a counterattack or a high press or a really, really high work rate from the entire team, moving as one unit throughout the field, it's, it's going to be tough to do that repeatedly. And I, I think players and coaches should be mindful of their style of play, specifically during a tournament. Um, what advice, what tips do you have on that?
1: I mean, you said it right there. Um, thinking about the teams that are like full press, like egg and person, like all game long, like those are the teams that yes, game one and two, maybe you win by a few goals, but man, it comes down to game three and then the next game, maybe you get a good game of like all that energy, but t- towards the semis and finals at some point, the gas starts to run out at, at some point. Like it doesn't matter how fit you are. Like you, you get to a point where you're just pushing your body too far. Um, thinking about like teams that we know of like if, if we were watching like a Leeds United like yeah sure mm-hmm. they'd be doing real well at the start but can those guys keep that intensity up for not even 90 minutes because you get it depends on how long they make games during tournaments but 180 minutes 200 minutes 300 minutes total of game time like at some point your body's gonna be like I just can't do this anymore so I think if you're a coach in that situation, you have to be ready with some level of adaptability. You have to be willing to at some point either drop back and defend or be more comfortable with your team holding onto the ball. That way it's not so much like a rest where like, you're literally walking and not moving, but you're just not going at those high-speed intervals at all times. Um, and I yeah. think that... That will let your players kind of last a little bit longer into the tournament. So hopefully, if you get to the semis, the finals, they still have some of that gas left. So when they need to implement that high intensity game, they can
0: go right back into it. Mm-hmm. And if you have the opportunity to kill a team early, like you've got to take it, mm-hmm. and that that's in a mentality that you can instill in your players too. If if you're playing a, a team that is inferior to you, which happens a lot in tournaments, score three goals super early and that'll put you above them psychologically right that'll boost your confidence maybe lower theirs too um, but that's going to allow you to say okay you know now we can be more comfortable with the ball we don't have to constantly press and th- this might maybe go against what your your style of play is but also a lot of you soccer you know names and and reputations are built on tournaments right it's, it's not always a league table. A lot of the times it's a league plus a tournament or something at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So it is important to learn how to adjust style of play during a tournament because that's where a lot of your important results will come from.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, another one is picking and choosing tournaments depending on the timing during the season. Um, preseason could be a good time. Midseason could be a good time. End of season could be a good time. Well, they could also be bad time for all of them um you've coached before like have you ever thought about when is a good time for a tournament like what goes on in your mind i think the main things that are happening in my mind
1: are like in an ideal world when i'm trying to get the team to play the best i would say it would happen mid-season or end of season because at that point Mm -hmm. the players are in are fit right they've had game time they they kind of know what a game is going to look like, how much what their energy demands are, like how tired they feel at the end of the game. So kind of knowing how to manage themselves during a game, during a tournament, so they're not just exhausted after game one and we're like, oh, crap, we have two more games today. Mm. Um, so uh, in an ideal world, mid or end of season is when the tournaments are happening. However, um, I think preseason tournaments are fine. It's totally okay. But if that's the case, knowing my players are likely not going to be fit we need to bring a bigger roster. We need to be able to rotate more players in um, because more, more of those players are going to be maybe not fully out of shape, but they're not going to be in season shape. They're not going to be in game shape. So they're just likely to bring, need more breaks there. It's more likely that we're going to have to use that as like a teaching situation, a teaching tournament where like, we're not so so worried about the outcome. Which I know we talk. I'm talking about some of the other points, but those other points coincide with the part of the season that we're in. So like I said, I do a world, we get a mid-season or end-of-season so that players can be at a high level already, and we
0: just kind of bring in some of what we've been working on and just implementing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so important. And squad rotation, that's a huge one, right? And sometimes it's tough, right? Sometimes you have a roster of 25 players, but in your head you know only that 15 are, are, are coachable. Um, and sometimes, you know... You, you have to think about do I want to stress the smaller group of players or do I want to spread out the minutes amongst everyone? And the answer, you no, know, to me as, as someone who works more medically is quite obvious, but to coaches, it's like, oh no, that that's, it's actually a little bit different because that player, he's really not built to play at this level yet. And if I put him in that's going to put the entire team at risk. And sometimes we have to think about that. So um, squad rotation is huge. And that should go you know, into your decision making when you're picking these tournaments. Because if you know that you have a smaller roster of playable players, well, maybe signing up for a tournament with four games in one day isn't the best idea. Because you won't be able to play at your best all four because you don't have the amount of players to do it. Um, so it's another thing to think about yeah exactly um
1: and I, th- I think those are some of the toughest decisions I've had to make um not because I don't want to play players or coaches don't want to play players sometimes you're just like man like this dude's just not there yet I know he can be but it's like a, an emergency will put you in if like I know you could do this job it's just maybe these guys are bigger than you or faster than you um making those decisions, I want to put those players in. It's probably some of the toughest ones. And then this little side note, but it's, it's tough. Like I, I tell my players all the time, like I, I literally lose sleep on like thinking like I want to play this guy, but like he's just not ready or all these guys deserve to be here, but we only have 20 people like that can be on the roster and we have 25 that can be there. So mm-hmm. those decisions are tough as coaches, but I mean, that's why, that's why you're the coach and that's why the players are trying to learn from you and, um, take as much as they can from the team so that they can continue improving
0: mm-hmm.
1: the um, our, our last little point here is what what's the tournament for right why are you there are you there because you really want to win that tournament obviously you want to win as much as you can or are you there for the process are you there to continue developing your players continue developing your team um, depending on what mindset you're on will definitely affect how you either rotate players or just How you manage the tournament as a whole what are your thoughts
0: yeah so so important and i mean everybody in sports is competitive everybody wants to win it would take a lot of i guess mental fortitude i don't even know if that's the right word for it but to be okay with not having winning be the primary focus that's that's tough. That is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that you know will probably only come up in a coach's mind when they have to directly choose between the health and fitness of their team, or they have to choose between giving hundred percent during a game. Yeah. Um, good example would be you know if one of your better players goes down with a maybe a minor injury. And everybody knows they could play through it if they will, if they absolutely needed to, right? If you're focused on the outcome and you want to win, mm-hmm. would they play? Yes. But if you're focused on the process, you know, learning about players' tendencies, uh, learning who you want to sign as a player overall, then that decision might change a little bit. So just be mindful of that. And whatever you're doing, it's, it's okay to go all in, right? If you're focused on outcome, yeah, like push them, you know, if it's a minor thing going on and the player's okay with playing and the medical staff is, then yeah, push them, let them play because we're trying to win. But if it's, if it's process, right, and you want to learn more about the player and you know what they're doing, then that might not be the smartest decision. So just know why you're there and and stand to that. Absolutely. One
1: example I can think of is there's this whole like, I don't know, I don't want to call it underground soccer world, but there's a whole bunch of like adult tournaments that go on throughout the U.S. that honestly I had never heard about until I moved to Atlanta. But the these are teams that are from all over the country and they will legitimately bring in players like from Mexico um, that are on pro teams down there. They will pay them to be there because they're looking to get their, I don't know, $150,000 grand prize. Oh, it's that much? Oh, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of Damn, money that goes okay. into it. So it, wow. it's very tense at these tournaments. People will do anything to win. They, people that are you know just your average Joes down the street are kind of sponsoring a team, and they got thousands of dollars riding on it. Those tournaments are the ones where it's very much outcome. They don't care about the process. They just want to win. So what I've seen there is they... The more veteran teams will do a little bit more of a squad rotation. They're not too worried about um, the first couple of games because most of the time, like two out of three teams advance to the knockout stages. So they're just trying mm. to make sure they get their they get their first win. They they go out there, they play hard, and after that, they're using subs for the next two games or making sure everyone's kind of getting rotated in and out so they're not too too tired. But that second day where it's all knock, knockout play, they. They will play everyone the entire time if they need to. Every single player sure. will come out fully exhausted. When they come out in between, they might be getting some massages. They might be using Theraguns. They'll do every every little trick in the book, whether we know it's scientifically backed or not. They will do everything um, to get the players to just be able to play like a full day of three or four games. Um, it, wow. They have one in New Jersey. I think it already passed, but it's pretty much all over the country. It's, it's a It's an experience. That's for sure. Wow. It's Definitely an experience.
0: That that sounds like a a medical
1: nightmare, but it is. and a lot of times <laughs> they don't have any medical people there, so it's just like hope nothing happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, whew, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's that's a good way to wrap up today's pod. Um, <laughs> but um, but seriously though, like if you're a player. Make sure you're staying hydrated, make sure you're eating, make sure, you know, if you have a two, three hour gap, get out of your venue, get into somewhere with AC or heating or wherever you need and, um, make sure you take care of the basics, eating, hydration in between days and matches. That's right. All right. We will see y'all next week.